Welcome to the Divorce Fairy Godmother with your host, Cassie, as she discusses issues facing divorced women. Listen close while the host and her guests talk about topics such as femininity, hypergamy, gentle parenting, emotional intelligence, and self-love, and much, much more. So sit back and get comfortable for the Divorce Fairy Godmother. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Okay, so today's episode is definitely a, I don't know what type of episode this is going to be, but I'm going to say what I need to say because I'm in the space of healing and I've come to the realization I've just been letting you niggas play in my face for so many years. And the fact that you guys have gotten comfortable is alarming. But first, what's up? It's your host, Slim. I also go by Cassie. You heard the lady. And um, let me start with my greetings. Hola, como estas? Guten tag, we guides. Uh, a Canada. Wagwan, Jamaica, and Trinidad, and everybody, hello, very far and very near and all in between. So today's episode, like I said, was, you niggas really been playing in my face. And I guess it's not even alarming for everybody else. I guess it's just alarming for me. Because now that I'm not letting people play in my face anymore, it's like, The way people are responding is very interesting, to say the least. And we're going to go down the list, right? Because this is my podcast. Now, I have decided to stop drinking. I think I told y'all in some previous podcast episodes that I was going to stop drinking eventually. Just cold turkey. And what's today? Saturday. Oh, well, technically Sunday. Um, when did I have wine last? I had it, I think, Thursday. No, Wednesday. Wednesday was the last night I had wine. Um, oh, guys, I didn't even tell you. I went to the Allen A.B. Allen. Alvin Ailey. Theater performance, and I'm so excited because actually, 10 years ago, I was bartending their events um, when they were um, coming to NJ Pack, and now I'm paying for front row seats. I mean, I was like four rows back, four or five, four rows back, one, two, three. I was four row, five rows back, but it don't matter. I was still in the orchestra. I was up there, y'all. I was up there. I'm so excited. I was so excited, right? Anywho, um, that was like such a great experience. Um, it really like the way I, I was acting as if I've never been to a theater performance before. And I have been. But I think I was so excited because I was going by myself and I just felt like a big girl. Like I'm not an adult already, but I really felt like an adult. Um, I felt beautiful. I had on y'all know everything I buy is from clearance but I had on um a, my white blazer from express I had on this champagne colored silk dress that I bought from express like over a year ago I had the blazer longer and then I had on these brown open toe mules from 
Express as well. And you know my DHG uh, Louis Vuitton bag that I had under my arm. So I looked super cute. I was rushing out the house because I got off work early at 6. What time did I get off? I think I got off at 6. I should have got off at 5 because I had to rush and get dressed. And I had to catch a lift there because parking sucks and I knew I was going to be drinking. So um, I forgot all of my accessories. But my makeup, when I tell you my makeup was on point and my hair was on point, I looked so stunning, y'all. And then afterwards, I went, oh, and then I talked to a guy there. And we had a really cool conversation. Like, it was it was pretty dope um the experience was pretty dope but i didn't like that i had two glasses of wine during the performance and it was only an hour and a half like lush much anywho um and then after that i went to bella chow's in charlotte which or excuse me in uptown which it was not good i would not recommend going to bella chow like if you really know what real authentic italian food tastes like i would not recommend going there for food but if you're looking for some sugar daddies they are there um that's just no longer my zhuzh and my vibe so i wouldn't go back anywho but the one of the service told me that i look he said i look 21 and i was like oh i'm way older than that but we'll go with that so shout out to um glycolic acid uh retinol uh what else do i use vitamin c um sunscreen every day almost twice a day um i also use a nighttime repair cream i mean a nighttime repair serum like i've really been taking care of my skin y'all so i know i'm looking younger and younger these days so <laughs> hey shout out to me and my skincare routine but anyway back to what the episode was about it's about so I feel like and maybe you can relate and maybe you can't but I feel like as a recovering people pleaser and codependent um HSP empath I have struggled for years to not allow people to not allow people to play in my face right and with that being said, it's like I always, um, I always would stand up for myself and then back down because I'm like, dang, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings or, you know, I would get pushback. But now in this healed state and I'm not drinking, y'all, anybody and everybody can get it. Anybody and everybody. So let me tell you where it all started. Um, and then I think in a previous, yeah, my episode, the episode before this, I was telling you guys how I went to my father's or I threw my father a birthday party and, um, my family was just acting real, like standoffish and fake and phony, which is normal. But now again, that I'm in this space of healing, I'm just like, oh, I don't have to tolerate this. Like I don't. So with that being said, it made me realize that I've been lying to myself about my father my entire life like I've always been excusing the fact that he's just not been a good dad my whole life like he's shown up but not shown up like I can recall him like taking me and my siblings and my cousins to like IHOP and then to the park and to the museum and to the movies and stuff like that but it wasn't ever like us getting one-on-one time with my father it was always my father us and somebody else's kids 
Um, and I know you're thinking, well, at least your dad was there. No, he wasn't emotionally. My father was an alcoholic. He's now clean 15 years. Cool. However, it still is like it doesn't feel good to know that I don't have the emotional relationship that I want to have with him or that I desire to have with him and then it like I was when I tell y'all I was so emotional about this all week I was very emotional but when I was driving back from New Jersey and I was like talking to him about it I was just like it's so crazy that you don't stick up for your daughters the way that you stick up for the people that abused them and it's his family so it's like the fact that my mom used to always say like, oh, he loved his family more than he loved y'all. He put his family above y'all and like to actually have to come to terms and realize that damn this bitch was right. It's like, ugh, dang, that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good at all. And to hear him say like to verbalize like I feel hurt by this specific action and him say I ain't going to not speak to such and such cause, and it's just like wow you feel comfortable with your daughter being offended and hurt because you feel like you don't want to lose a connection with somebody that caused pain to your child that's weird and then let me tell you another reason why so I was getting um, some information for the girls right and y'all know I'll speak to my ex-husband so I asked my father just to mediate now my ex-husband did initiate an argument with my father he did however the way they were going back and forth seemed more so like they wanted to go back and forth with each other rather than focus on the task at hand and if you know my ex-husband you know that he is not that intelligent you know um he would much rather have conflict in his life because he doesn't know what peace feels like is that his mother's fault absolutely however he's almost 40 so we're gonna blame him um so with that conversation um after i spoke to my dad like after the whole situation where they got into a back and forth my dad is like uh what did he say Oh, something needs to be done. This needs to be handled because now he's out of hand. And in my head, I could hear him saying this, but it didn't process the way I think he felt like it should have processed. So how it processed for me was it's okay for him to disrespect me. But when it comes to you, that's when things need to be handled in a different manner. And I didn't like that. And I don't like how that makes me feel. Um, So I am going to have that conversation with him because I feel like, wow, that's whack. And I'm kind of just coming to terms with who he is. And I'm coming to terms with the fact that, you know what? Life is going to be what it's going to be. People are going to be who they're going to be. And there's no changing anyone. And I've come to terms with the fact that I can't change anyone. And I'm not looking to do that. Like, I'm no longer looking to beg for a space in anyone's life who feels like I don't deserve that spot. Because I feel like him and all the things that he said in response to my feelings have been, I don't deserve that spot or deserve to be that close to him. Now, he may not have been, he may not be saying that, but that's how it's feeling to me. I shouldn't have to keep explaining to you why something that you're doing is hurting me 
when it's I'm, I'm literally giving it to you in plain English right that's how I feel I'm giving it to you in plain English so why are you not understanding it in plain English mm. anywho so that's that with my dad um my ex-husband now we haven't spoken in quite some time and when we do speak it's very explosive and after the argument you know I did FaceTime him because what I need is something very simple and if I have to go a different route it's going to take about two to three months maybe more and uh ooh, or I think I know what I'm gonna do anyway uh so yeah it's like he feels like because this is something that I'm asking him for that this is the only thing that he has like left connected to me besides the kids which he doesn't even have the kids in common because they have their own devices so he can't say I'm keeping them away from him because he can contact them at his leisure even though he doesn't but that ain't got nothing to do with me um so when we had the conversation he's bringing up like things from our past uh just and it just it made me realize wow I was very very unhealed to have dealt with someone with this low of an intellect very unhealed but then if you look at the relationship that I have with my parents there is no wonder why I was in a relationship with somebody like that and somebody verbally mentally and emotionally financially and spiritually abusive like that because look at what I've been doing with my father all of my life lying to myself that he wasn't who he is crazy huh um so you know it's it's unfortunate that I have to go around to around these people to figure out my life um and it doesn't it does not feel good and I was even telling my dad like it's just crazy how I could have been further by now and not even like oh after I left my husband like back in 2000 like 2021 yeah the end of 2021 I had gotten a phlebotomy job paying a substantial amount of money for me to travel around the country um and I said hey you know can you come down to take care of the girls and I'll pay for whatever I need to pay for. I just need to, you know, get this little nest egg and get my foot, my footing so I can propel myself forward. And I said in the previous episode, you know, he let people get in his ear about how I was just trying to party and hop around the country and do this. And he didn't want to cooperate. So I lost my train of thought, but it's just like. It, it just sucks to have to come to this realization with my parents and to come to the realization with my ex-husband. I mean, I, I'm happy that I've come to this point because it means that I'm growing and I'm moving forward with my life, but it still doesn't feel good. Uh, and then there's my mother. So she is the type of person where, no, she she's just like the previous two I mentioned um except her she doesn't talk about anything relating to emotions with me but she'll run and tell everybody else how she's feeling or 
that she chumped me when in all actuality she never says anything to me and it's very infuriating it's very frustrating because it's just like we could literally have a simple conversation to dispel anything that we're feeling about each other but you would prefer to keep it in and tell other people to create this facade about how horrible of a person I am which honestly like people have been creating this false narrative for years they've been creating this false narrative of me being a horrible person for so many years that I actually started to believe it I actually started to believe like dang am I really that bad of a person like, should I not be sent? Like, should I just not be petty and like nitpick at certain stuff? Or should I just like allow things to, you know, fester? No. Why do I have to let things fester? None of what I'm saying is in conflict to how you choose to live your life. I'm just telling you, stating my boundaries. And that's the issue with a lot of people. Once I state my boundaries, it literally feels like to them which I'm just, this is my perception of it, that they're like, why do you feel like you should have boundaries? Who do you think you are that I shouldn't be able to do this to you when I've been doing it for all of these years? And it's, it goes back into this hierarchy in the black community where people feel like, oh, because I'm your mother, because I'm your father, because I'm your grandmother, because I'm your husband, because I'm this person, I should be able to do this. And teaching Madison and teaching Lily that that's not okay and that even if they feel like I'm just trying to exert power over them that they should call me on it and they should absolutely check me on it because if I'm telling you I don't want you to do something I should be able to back up why I feel like I don't want you to do something tonight Madison wanted to go to the skating ring but I had to work until nine o'clock and I was just like you know I was trying I was getting dressed and then at by the time we it was time for us to go I was just like listen this is almost an hour away I'm not about to drive an hour away for you to hang out with a bunch of kids for 30 minutes and what image am I setting up for you and for other people that I'm just allowing my 13 year old to go somewhere at 10 30 at night to meet a bunch of kids now whatever you're thinking in your head if that's how you live your life, that's how you live your life. No shade, no judgment. For me, I don't want my daughter to feel like some little boy or some girl who want her to meet some boys or whatever is going to summon her and tell her, hey, come hang out with us at this time. Now, the little girl's mother did offer to pick her up earlier that day. But by the time I got off work, I didn't know. I, I just didn't. It was very uncertain what time I would be picking her up. So I just didn't want to chance it. And she's an hour away. I don't. I didn't like it. So I explained to her, like, listen, I don't want you to feel X, Y, and Z. And at first when I was talking to her, I was talking to her in a very angry tone. And I had to check myself, like, why am I, why am I talking to you? Like, I'm mad at you because you want to hang out. You're just a little, like, you're just a kid. Like, you, you just want to hang out because you know you want to hang out. You know, so I had to check myself like, listen, no, I love you and I care about your safety and I care about where you go. So, yeah, you're saying that the girl's mother is going to come and get you, but I don't know her. I don't want to meet somebody's mom for 30 seconds and then be like, all right, here's my child. Go ahead. No, not at all. Not at all. And not drinking honestly has gotten me to a point of using my critical thinking without the judgment of alcohol. So now that I can think critically and I can think clearly, it's like 
I don't want, I, I want you to understand my love for you runs deeper than me just wanting to please you in a sense of, I want you to have fun by any means necessary. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So it's just, I feel as though I'm growing and I'm moving in the direction that I need to move and I need to grow in, but it doesn't seem like other people are on that path, which is understandable because everybody has their own path and their own journey. But I think it's time for me to disappear. I think it's time for me to leave everyone alone and just not communicate with anybody because my mental health is not set. The space that I'm in with my mental health currently is not set up to deal with anybody that is opposing my healing journey. And if you're going to be upset that I am setting a boundary, that lets me know we do not need to be in each other's lives. And I've come to the I've come to terms with that. Like I've come to terms with the fact that I may not have a relationship with my mother. Well, I actually, let me not even lie. I knew once I left my mother's house, I was not going to have a relationship with her. I knew that. I knew that. I've been sad about it for quite some time. But at the end of the day, I feel comfortable and confident in the fact that I'm building the relationship with my daughters that I wanted with my mother. You know, and I know that God, the universe, there is nothing that is taken from you that is not given back to you tenfold. So I'm not leaving these situations with the sadness of, oh, I'm never going to get it again. It's sadness that you really are missing out on a great relationship with a great person because you refuse to do the work. But I'm leaving knowing that better is already here for me because I'm, I'm the better. How I've shown up for myself, how I show up for my daughters, that's the better. Anything after that is just 20 times fold, 20 fold. And I say that with the utmost confidence because I used to be so self-conscious and so self-deprecating that I wouldn't feel comfortable receiving compliments or I wouldn't big myself up because other people were so busy trying to put me down that I started believing what other people are saying. I feel so firm in my shoes currently that you can't tell me anything about me. You can't. I'm not going to allow it. I promise you, I'm not going to allow it. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just, um, you know, I'm just happy. I know that everything is aligning in the way that it needs to align. That it's like, I can't be angry for long. I can't be sad for long, especially over people who are unwilling to change. I don't have the energy or the capacity to exert that much energy into situations that I know are not going anywhere. And it's like the fact that I'm now saying, hey, you cannot do this. This is not okay. And they're giving pushback is all the confirmation I need that I'm going in the right direction. And you can push back as much as you want. 
I'm going in the right direction and I'm not looking back. And I feel like it's very unfortunate for my parents because none of my siblings care that much about them to make sure that they have proper funerals, proper burials, proper life insurance or anything like that. None of them. And it's like the fact that the only reason I was saying like, hey, I need you guys to hold me down so I can propel myself forward so I can take care of you is to take care of you guys. So you guys didn't have to work. And this is what, like, I, I just feel happy that I didn't get to the point that I wanted to get to in life. And I didn't reach the goals that I wanted to reach and attain with them in my corner. Because they mean me no, and I'm not saying that my parents wish me harm or wish me ill, but emotionally and mentally, they have not matured past their trauma. They have not fixed their trauma to say, hey, what I'm doing is a bit detrimental. What I'm doing is harmful to my child. So they don't see it as I need to be better, I need to do better, or maybe I could come. Because my thing is, I don't need you. I don't need you in, rela- in my relationships. I don't need you to agree with me. Matter of fact, I prefer if you disagree with me so your opposing argument can help both of us to learn something new. But it seems like they are more concerned with the misunderstanding And they are more concerned with feeling as though I shouldn't speak up for myself than they are trying to understand why I'm speaking up for myself. Then they are trying to understand why this particular behavior is not okay or detrimental to our relationship. Case in point, my father used to manhandle us when we were younger. As I've gotten older, I don't want to do that to my daughters. Even having conversations like with my family when I'm like, you know, she's, I just feel like she's out of hand, blah, blah, blah. And they like, just beat her. Beat, beat her for what? If I left my ex-husband because I didn't want my daughters to see a man putting his hands on me, why would I then in turn beat my daughters and be like, but I love you though. But I love you though. What? Make that make sense. It doesn't, right? So a while back my dad like grabbed my daughter up by her collar and I'm like hold up hold up hold up you cannot do that to my child you need to apologize to her I said there's no there's no way that you can tell her she doesn't need to be with with a man that's abusing her but her grandfather is grabbing her by the collar you are six foot two over 200 pounds what the heck is this girl, 105, 105 pounds soaking wet, 5'4", five, 5'5", five, 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 going to do to you? What is she going to do? Nothing. Do not put your hands on my child. So he apologized to her. And it's just like, I don't know. It, it still just didn't sit right with me. It It just didn't. And then... It's like my mother, she does things to them like when I'm not around. And then when I call her on it, she tries to bully them like, oh, did I do this or did I say that? Y'all scared of me? And it's just like, 
clearly they are because they know at any point in time I'm going to have to leave and they're going to be here with you by themselves. And if you've proven to be unpredictable before, why wouldn't you be unpredictable now? Like, what is your, what do you get out of intimidating children? And that's what I don't understand. But when I'm, I'm just... I feel so happy that I've stood up for myself in the way that I needed to, to the three people that I felt like meant the most to me in my life. And I feel so confident in the fact that I will never allow people to treat me like this again. It's just, it's just, uh... It's a happy feeling, honestly. Like, I feel like I should be sad, but sad about what? You know, sad about what? I've gotten to a point where the only I realized that the only reason that I was smoking weed or um, I would buy edibles or I would buy alcohol chain out like I was buying bottles of alcohol and like just drinking the out like drinking wine like it was water drink a Prosecco like it's water I mean I'm cracking the bottle open early in the morning and then the bottle is done by 5 p.m. or later and I'm drinking and I'm over drinking and I'm drinking and I'm drinking and I'm drinking and I'm doing the edibles and I'm smoking weed because I didn't want to be present. Because I didn't want to come to the realization like, dang, I really don't have a good relationship with my mother. Dang, I really don't have a good relationship with my father. Dang. I divorced this man and I still can't have a cordial relationship with him because he's unhealed and he's decided, you know what? He's decided that he's going to continue being who he's going to be. I I can't even fault fault him. He's only been doing what he's been doing for years. I'm the one that's changing. And you know what? The same with my parents. I'm the one that's changing. I'm the one that's maturing and leaving my trauma and my past behind. I'm the one that's changing. So should I even be upset and fault them for not wanting to change when they've been this way for their entire lives? I can be upset about it, but what is that going to do? The only thing I can do is change my behavior and change my surroundings. I've just been sad. I, I feel like I was just sad that I felt like I was leaving them behind. But what am I actually leaving behind? I'm not leaving love behind. I'm not leaving nurturing behind. I'm not leaving support behind. I'm not leaving anything behind that's deserving of moving forward with me in my future. I'm not. And as sucky as that feels, and as sucky as that feels to say, I'm not leaving anything in the past besides my behavior that allowed that enabled them to feel like what they were doing was okay with me and that's what saves my tears and that's what saves me from going back to being like you know that is my mother I should that is my father I should that is my ex-husband I don't owe any of them a motherfucking thing none of them I didn't ask to be born, number one. 
I didn't ask to be pushed into the arms of this grown-ass man. I didn't. I didn't ask to go back into this situation with this man that was abusing me. I didn't ask for any of that. I was looking to my parents for guidance, and where were they? They were too consumed with what the fuck they were doing in their lives. And I feel so happy to not be consumed, to not be so self-consumed with what's going on with me that I can no longer see what's going on with my daughters. I'm here, I'm present, and I feel so comfortable, so confident, and so happy that I am in this space and in this body and in this time period right now. Even realizing I have no support from family members at all, I feel comfortable and I feel happy and confident in this space right now. I had purchased my dad a plane ticket to come down here um, so I to keep the girls for a couple of weeks so I can go to New Jersey and help out with my grandmother. I think I'm going to cancel that. Like I, I feel like there is no reason for him to come down here. Like There's no reason for me to go back to New Jersey. Like... I don't, I don't feel the need to put myself in a space for other people to benefit from my kindness any longer. I don't need, I don't feel the need to. And y'all, I think I need to get another therapist. I've been really trying to like hold off and not get one but I think I need to get another therapist because this is very heavy for just me to deal with by myself although I am doing the healing I've had therapists before and stuff like that it's still a lot um but yeah that's my advice for today in your healing journey it's not gonna feel good at all it's not but do not let people play in your face don't Because they're so accustomed to doing it that when you decide to step up for yourself, it almost feels like you're doing something against them instead of doing what's best for you. And I mean that for myself, too. When I first started sticking up for myself, it almost felt like I was doing something wrong. But I'm not doing anything wrong. Standing up for yourself is not doing anything wrong. And I'm not going to apologize for it. And I'm going to stand 10 toes down in it. You know why? Because I want my daughters to stand 10 toes down in that shit. I am me standing up for myself and me setting boundaries. I am doing nothing wrong. I am not causing you harm by telling you what you're doing is hurtful to me emotionally, spiritually, financially. It's not mentally. It's not doing anything wrong and I'm not going to stand in the way of people who want to crash and want to allow their lives to go down the drain I'm not standing in the way of anybody doing that I feel like I want to leave it here because I'm working on saying what I say meaning what I say and leaving nothing else after that so with that being said this is the end of this episode thank you so much for tuning in to every episode i love you for listening uh more content coming soon i just 
am in a transitional state, right? So, thank you again. Thank you guys. Um, you can follow me on TikTok at Divorce Fairy Godmother. I am going to start another YouTube channel. So, soon, coming soon, YouTube Divorce Fairy Godmother. And on Instagram at Anna Nicole Slim. And yeah, I'll catch you guys in my next episode. Stay blessed, stay happy, stay prayed up. Whatever you believe in, whoever you believe in, stay prayed up. Stay connected to your spiritual team. Because they are the saving grace. God is the saving grace. Anywho, I'll catch you guys on the flippity flip. See you in the next, talk to you in the next episode. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Fairy Godmother. If you like what you heard and want more content, please check out our social media and handle Divorce Fairy Godmother. Did you enjoy today's podcast? If so, please like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And tune into the next episode of the Divorce Fairy Godmother.